Do you believe in a higher world beyond this material realm in which we currently live? Do you believe in spirits and angels and that it's possible to communicate with and hear from such beings when you need comfort, help or guidance in your life? Do you believe in the power of mind and of the human spirit and that the universe in which we live is far more magical and fantastic than we have been led to believe? If so, you're not alone, and in this podcast we will endeavor to talk about some of these subjects and answer some of the questions that many ask but fail to get answers for. I'm Paul James Caden, and this is The Journey into Spiritualism. Blessings to one and all, and welcome to Journey into Spiritualism. I'm Paul James Caden, and today I want to talk to you about true spiritualism. You know, when it comes to religion and spirituality, we have a lot of opinions and thoughts, and people tell us how we must believe, or what we must believe, or how we must uh, practice these certain exercises in order to open up to spirit or to develop our minds. And that's fine, and to some degree, that is true. But if you really think about it, you and I, all of us as human beings, are spiritual beings at our very core. This physical body is a temporary dwelling for each and every one of us, but the spirit, the soul, will go on for all of eternity. But yet somehow we have this notion that we have to go into some very rigorous training method to become and develop what in actuality we already are. I've been a spiritual person literally all of my life. I can't remember a time even since childhood that I didn't have this thought, this notion, this belief in something bigger than myself, something that was there, but I couldn't see it at the present time. But I could feel the presence, I could feel the love all around me. And as I've gotten older, I probably read thousands of books from many different genres of religion and spirituality. And I probably spent thousands of dollars taking courses, getting certified in all kinds of different healing modalities and practices. And some of them were well worth the money, and others I didn't really know anything that I didn't already know by the time I got the certificate. And others still were just so complicated that it didn't seem worth the time to bring those things into my personal spiritual life or practice because who has that much time in a day, hours upon hours of 
preparation time and special meditations just to bring me back to who and what I already am, a spiritual being. And you know, folks, we have this notion also, and this is something I've really been thinking about for probably uh, the last four to six weeks in my own spiritual life. We also have this idea that when it comes to God, when it comes to spiritual things, everything hinges on what we believe or how we believe. Especially here in the West and even in some, uh, some of the Middle Eastern countries, you know, it's, do you believe in so-and-so? Do you read the Bible? Do you read the Quran? Do you believe in this prophet or this messenger of God and what they said? And if you don't believe that, then you have no part with God and you're going someplace bad when you leave this world. But let's think about this for a moment. Is it really all based on what we think and have mental assent to, to say, I believe? Or is spirituality more or less a doing, a life practice, a way of life in which we contemplate and grow with the Spirit, into the Spirit, following the leadings and promptings of the Spirit in our world as we become more enlightened, as we grow as spiritual beings and souls. So let's think about it this way. There are people who say, you must believe a certain thing. But what they believe is sometimes for lack of a better word, absolutely horrible. They believe God favors certain races or religions or even sects within a religion. It's not good enough to be a Christian or a Muslim or um, practice Judaism or some other religion. You have to be this particular sect or denomination or you're still not in a good place with the Supreme Being. And we have some of these sects that believe if you are not of their culture, of their religion, or of their nationality, you don't even have a soul. You are just a soulless animal who is good for one of two things, and that is to be enslaved by the master race, or just to die, because you're a brute, you're an animal, you have no soul, there's really no purpose for you to be here doing anything in this world, or laying claim to anything in this world, or having a religion, because it's all just inventions of your own mind. Uh, God hates you, the true people of God hate you, and, uh, you know, again, you're just going to be enslaved or perish. Now, that is a belief, 
And there are all kinds of crazy beliefs out there in the world. So what makes us closer to the divine spirit? Is it a belief to just say, I believe in a certain thing? Does that make us more aware of who and what we are as spiritual beings? Some people believe that it does. They just have to say the magic words, I believe in this figure or this religion or this text or be baptized or initiated in some way. And this renews them spiritually. But yet they might go through the initiation ceremonies. They might have the mental assent of, yes, this is what I believe. I accept this is true. But does it bear fruit in their lives? Does, do they show evidence that they are growing as a soul or as a spiritual being? Are they showing signs of growth and enlightenment? Or are they just now opinionated, divisive, hateful human beings with a religion? And little, if nothing, about the lower base nature has changed at all. They're still very much living according to the ways of this world or the ways of the flesh, as Jesus would put it. And even in spiritualism and spiritism, there are those who say, well, you know, we must... Uh, practice all of this mediumship we must meditate we must do this and this and this and you know there's nothing wrong with meditation there's nothing wrong with practicing mediumship to be in connection with the spirit world but again think about all the rigors we go through to become what we already are i often think and have been thinking a lot lately, as I said before, is our relationship to the divine spirit. Is it just believing and practicing and doing certain exercises, or is it a doing? Is it a lifestyle? Is it a becoming? Is spirituality something we believe or is it something that we do? You know, we, we can look at religions like Buddhism, which walks a certain path and tries to live more in the present, be more present in our lives, be more mindful, but also to curb the desires for the things of this world. And by doing that, we become more enlightened, we become more pure, and as the Buddhists believe, uh, this ends the cycle of death and uh, rebirth, you know, coming back, the, the cycle of reincarnation. And it, it is sort of very similar to that of Christianity. To 
overcome the ways of the flesh and the carnal mind. And then when you leave this world, you are present with God. You ascend into the heavens, into the kingdom of heaven. In metaphysics, one contemplates the presence of God within them and all around them. And by doing this, they raise their consciousness above the clamor of this material world. And this has a, a very profound change on the metaphysician that has the very same result. It clears the mind, clears the subconscious mind of all of the old programming that has been put in there by the world, our parents, our friends, all of our life experiences, and we divest ourselves of all of that. And we are more aware of the presence and the kingdom of God that is right here, right now. And so we escape the trappings of materialism. We escape the anxieties and fears and the stressors of this world. They don't affect us like they used to. And this is the same concept as Buddhism. That is, you purge yourself and get rid of all these desires and inner programs, you know, that, that uh, the world at large has instilled within you, you have more clarity of thought, you become enlightened, you rise above all of that, and it doesn't affect you and hurt you and harm you and stress you out and scare you the way that it used to. And you're not always sitting around planning for the future, worrying about, I want this, I got to get that, I have to have this, I got to, you know, you are content in the present. Even in religions like Scientology, they say Scientology isn't something you believe, it is something that you do. And even though, uh, you know, their, uh, their approaches uh, are... Uh, a bit unorthodox, the aim is really the same. If you look into the religion and, you know, what it is they're, they're trying to do, all their auditing and practicing of Dianetics and all of that uh, uh, sort of thing uh, is to clear out all of the old programming from the subconscious mind. All of the bad experiences, all of the things that uh, maybe you were instilled in you by your parents or at school or maybe you were betrayed at some time in your life when you were a teenager or a preteen. Maybe your parents got a divorce. Maybe you lost a best friend and it affected you in such uh, a heavy emotional way you never really got over it. And so then be, you developed trust issues as you got older. You were afraid to love others, to fully give yourself to others, to let others into your life, into your heart. 
and so a whole lot of other problems uh, grow from this. A lot of phobias, a lot of issues, a lot of, uh, you know, negative attitudes. So what they try to do there in Scientology is rinse all of that away, get rid of all that programming so that you're operating fully as yourself. You're living as what they call an OT, an operational uh, uh, thetan or soul. You know, that's their, their word for the soul, the thetan. But it's the same principle, getting rid of all of the junk, clearing out the mind, being more of your authentic self, not being so influenced and programmed and tossed to and fro and here and there by the world around us. And you're happier, you're healthier, you rise above all of that clamor, and when you pass from this world, your soul progresses toward God or infinity. So there are various uh, religions and spiritual paths that teach this same kind of thing. There's Buddhism, there's metaphysics, there's other uh, Middle Eastern religions. Certain New Age sects of spirituality and schools of thought that teach this doing of working on self to get rid of all of the junk and become more of an operational, peaceful, unburdened soul. And this is one way, rather than just believing in God, but drawing closer to God and growing into God. Because you're getting rid of all of this influence that this world has over us. You're getting rid of all of this desire for the things of this world. It doesn't necessarily mean you live like a monk and... You know, you eat one grain of rice a day and you don't have any possessions. If people want to go, uh, you know, super minimalist and that's how they want to live, once they become more free and more enlightened, uh, that's fantastic. You have to go with what feels right to you on your path. But if, you know, you want to have things, you want to, you know, have some possessions, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like the old saying, as long as the possessions don't possess you and they don't have such a hold over your life that they become your life and if something were if something were to happen to your possessions you're not you know completely destroyed or upset you know you're not getting into greed you're just simply live, living in what is 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 what is and when we do this, it gives us a stronger connection to God. It gives us a clearer connection to God. And it helps us to truly contemplate what is God on a deeper level than just the textbook beliefs that we've all been handed in our lives. Here, believe in this. Here, read that. 
This is how God is. This is what God is. This is how God reacts to you when you do certain things he approves of, and this is how he reacts to you when you do certain things that he does not approve of. We get rid of all that, and we have a deeper contemplation of what is the divine spirit. And when we get rid of all that garbage, all of that inner programming that other people have instilled within us, the little revelations and thoughts and contemplations that will come to you are just nothing short of incredible. Not to mention the inspiration you will receive from God or from Spirit. And this is where we get into the idea of true spiritualism, true connection with God, with the spirit world, with the angels. That we don't necessarily have to sit down and go into an altered state of consciousness and call the angels near or call the spirits near. Now, contemplate. Contemplation and meditation are wonderful things, and they are practices that we should all do as much as possible because they do help us maintain focus, maintain balance, maintain that clarity. But in order to be connected with or hear from God or spirit doesn't necessarily take all of these gymnastics of the mind or the soul to be in touch it just flows naturally because now to steal a term from the scientologist now you are clear all of the excess baggage is out of the mind out of the subconscious mind all of that programming all of those preconceived notions so now you can just simply hear when you need to hear. And I want to give you an example of that because this is something that, as I said, I've really been focusing on in my personal life for uh, about the last you know, four to six weeks. And I've just really felt led to do it. And... This is a personal story. I, you know, I don't, I think it's maybe a little gross, but probably it's, it's just me, but, uh, and no, it's, it's, it's not, uh, it's not anything that's, uh, uh, going to be explicit or, uh, uh, gross, uh, bloody, uh, content or anything of that nature, but, um, I had, uh, I had on my body a skin tag, and that thing has been there for a decade or a little more. And it was one of those things where when I look at it, it looked like a mountain growing on my body. 
and it it grew a little, you know, over the decade, you know, and I'd always look at this thing and say, geez, I should just go to the doctor, go to the dermatologist, get this thing removed. I I hate that thing. I tried all of these uh, home remedies, the tea tree oils, the skin tag removal oils, all these different things. Tried freezing it. Nothing ever worked. Every home remedy in the book, some looked like they were going to work, but always failed. So rather than removing it, it just got a little bigger over time. So here I am uh, about two weeks ago. I'm, you know, get up in the morning, get ready for work, take a shower. I'm, I'm brushing my teeth. I happen to look in the mirror. I see the skin tag. And, you know, immediately I have that, that moment of, like, recoil within myself. Man, that, you know, I got to get that thing out of there. I, I hate that thing. You know, other people might look at it. It's just, dude, it's just a skin tag to me. It's like, oh, man, what a horrendous, gross, terrible thing, man. I, you know, I got to get that. It just bugged me. So here I was brushing my teeth, and I see it, and I have, you know, my little moment of recoil. Like, man, I got to get rid of this thing. I'm so tired of it. You know, <laughs> I've tried many times to get rid of it. And suddenly, out of nowhere, like someone speaking into my mind, I heard this. As clear as a bell, in a male voice, it just said, Paul, why don't you get one of those very small miniature rubber bands and just snap it around the base of that thing and it will fall off? That was it. I paused. I thought about it. And I said, you know what? I'm trying to listen more to inner guidance and things that come to me. I'm going to try that because, yeah, this is actually a remedy that some people do. They tie a stringer, you know, around the base of the skin tag. Uh, You know, I never tried that one. I said, let let me, uh, I'll give it a whirl. You know, maybe I'm being divinely guided here. So I looked around. I couldn't find a little rubber band. I had to order a pack from Amazon. I stuck one around the, you know, uh, the base of the skin tag. Ten days later, the thing dries up. And just falls off. So after 10 years of trying all these different remedies. And oh man, I got to go to the doctor and get that thing taken off. But I'm really not a doctor person. Ah, jeez. After 10 years of going through all that rigor. It was literally over in 10 days. Why didn't I think of that before? Why didn't that come to me before? Well, maybe I wasn't open enough or clear enough to hear it before. Now, it's not the first time in my life that I heard very clear instructions like that and followed through with what came to me and problem solved, issue over. And I know many other people that have had those experiences in their lives as well. Now, to me, just illustrating that story and thinking about all the other times that 
guidance has come in that way for myself and others, I began to think, this is true mediumship. This is true connection with spirit. Just being open enough. Your mind isn't as cluttered. Your thoughts aren't as cluttered. And when God speaks, or the angels speak, or whoever just gave me that little message, hey, why don't you just take get one of those little rubber bands and pop it around that thing and it'll fall off. Wherever that came from, I was clear enough to hear. Because isn't that what spiritualism is? Isn't that what mediumship is? Isn't that what spiritism is and aims to do? To hear from spirit. To obtain guidance, to obtain comfort. Information that can help us, help us be better people. I didn't have to sit down and go into a trance and say, oh God, oh angels, oh whomever, how should I get rid of this, you know, this unsightly skin tag that, you know, just aggravates me, you know, whenever I see it. I didn't have to do that. It just came to me. Because I've been working over the last six weeks on doing spirituality, not believing. Doing by clearing away, getting rid of all of the junk. And now there's a lot more to go, but I've gotten rid of enough just in that time where I was able to hear at the right moment information that was helpful to me. Now, that was a very small thing, but it just goes to show, I think, how much we are loved by God. How much what we call heaven or the spirit world how much they do care for us and that they're our friends and our family. And something as insignificant as a skin tag, heaven, the spirit world, saw fit just to be able to say, hey, at that moment, he's open enough to hear, his mind isn't all cluttered, here you go, here's your solution. We know you want that thing over and done. Here's what you should do. And it worked. And in just six weeks' time, I've been having more moments like that, more things that come to me during my meditation and contemplation of God. And I feel like I'm walking closer to God than I have probably in my entire life. Because I feel like I know God on a more intimate level. I see things about God or starting to see things about God that I didn't necessarily see before. Or maybe I believed them, 
but I didn't necessarily really see with that inner eye or experience them before. Some things yes, some things no. So it's really been uh, transforming this far. And why I wanted to make this podcast and say, maybe we're going about this thing called spirituality and spiritism maybe a bit backwards. Maybe there's too much mental assent just taking in more programming about what we should do and what we should think and how we should practice and how we should pray when really what we should be doing is getting rid of all of the programming, getting rid of all the stuff we've taken in or accepted from others and just being open and just being clear and just being free of all that and being able to hear God to hear the angels, to hear spirit speak. Because wasn't there a saint who said God is speaking all the time, we just don't hear it because we're so distracted? I think there's great wisdom in that saying. And maybe that's where so many of us in our Western way of living and our Western interpretation of religion and spirituality, oh, just believe the right thing and you're okay. Maybe we need to flip that and start to do the right thing. And there isn't a religion in the world that doesn't teach that doing the right thing is getting rid of all of the distractions, the carnal mind, the desires and worries and fretting and stress and all the things that this world brings to us. Pulling away from all that, rising above all of that, purging all of that from mind and soul. Every religion teaches it, but how many of us do it? But then when we do do it or meet someone who has done it or does it, they're generally the people that say, I'm seeing things i never seen before. I'm pondering things, you know, having things come to me in my meditation I never even considered before. And it, it's, it's blowing my mind, literally. Because these people are now open. They're now clear. They can hear. So maybe we should stop doing or stop believing, just believing, and start doing. Putting our spirituality into practice. And by doing that, perhaps we become, as I said in the beginning of this podcast, what we already are by nature a spiritual being. And another thing that changes once you start delving into the mind and delving into the soul and doing things on that metaphysical level is that, and I've noticed this for years because I got into metaphysics uh, years ago, uh, little by little, verbal prayer just seems to fall away. 
Very seldom do I go, oh, God, you know, in the name of Jesus or whoever, you know, I need this and I need that and help me with that and protect my family. And, you know, I talk to God and I express what it is I need. But sometimes, most of the time, I just tune into the presence of God. He's right where I am. He's all around me. He's within me. I don't have to send a telegram with the vibration of my vocal cords worded the right way, and maybe he'll answer that prayer. No, he's right there. All I need to do is tune in and then just mind to mind, sometimes not even in words. Hey, God, this family needs your protection right now. Hey, God, I need this uh, help with this right now. It's that easy. A transfer of thought rather than a diatribe of words. Didn't Jesus say that God knows what it is that we need even before we ask him? So he's already aware of the thought. He already knows what we're thinking. He already knows what we need. He already knows what we desire. He already knows what we need from him. And again, how many of you have had the experience? I've had it quite a few times in my life where I'm about to launch into verbal prayer and ask God for help to, for something. And before I even sit down to say the verbal prayer, the answer comes. Just out of nowhere, just like the whole thing with the skin, the skin tag. Do this. Check this out. Ask this person. Go there. You know? Before I even said a word. And again, I know plenty of other people that that's happened for or happened to. So I think we have to move beyond all of these notions that we have about God and prayer and spirituality. Again, stop so much believing. Of course, we believe in God. But start doing. And the doing comes from within. It's not from the outside in. It's from the inside out. And the more we clear away all of the garbage, the more clearer we're able to hear the voice of God. And I think that goes the other way as well. The more clearly he can hear us before we even speak. He hears and knows and sees the needs and the desires of the soul. And I feel that this is true spiritualism. Because God speaks all the time, not just some of the time when we go into a dimly lit room and light a candle and go into meditation and call the spirits near or call upon the Spirit of God to inspire us. No, it can happen anytime, anywhere. Out in the sunlit, sunlit world while you're driving your car, mowing your lawn, going for a walk, 
brushing your teeth, watching a movie, anytime, anywhere, because you're just open to spirit. And there isn't so much clutter for the voice and thought of spirit to work through in order for you to hear it. Again, this, I believe, is true spiritualism. It's true spirituality. True religion. It's a doing, not just a mental ascent or paying lip service to. And I think that's where it makes all of the difference. But now the person who is stuck in that mode of mental ascent and just giving lip service, to them they'll always say, no, that's wrong, that's not how God wants it, you're doing something wrong, oh, that's a cult, they'll, they'll always have a label for it. But it's like I always say, and I've said this throughout my, my other podcast, that that saying that Jesus has, by their fruits you will know them. What is the fruits of the people doing the inner work, the doing, as opposed to those who just believe and give mental assent and receive the programming, how they should interact or believe in God? And it doesn't take very long, and it doesn't take, uh, you know, a rocket scientist to really see with a quick observation of the two types of individuals which which one is actually growing, producing fruit, having more peace, has more spiritual maturity, more peace, more poise. doesn't take long to see that at all. So I hope this was helpful to you today. As always, I appreciate you listening. And I hope you'll think about more doing in your own spiritual walk, in your own faith, whatever it is. And not so much just believing and leaving it at the belief, but cross over the line of belief and do. Put your faith into practice because that's when amazing things will start to happen in your life. Again, I thank you for listening. I bid you all peace, stay safe, stay well, love one another, have compassion for one another, do good for somebody today. You know, there's so much nonsense going on in the world right now. Just when you're out and about, you're in the streets, you're in the store, just do something nice for somebody. Even if it's to give them a smile, a wave, a nod, just let people know that there are individuals in the world right now who are friendly, who are loving, who are kind, who have peace, who aren't part of the chaos, who isn't looking to hurt other people in some way because the way they look or the color of their skin or whatever it might be. So just do good to someone today, even if it's in a small way. Again, I thank you for listening. I'm Paul James Caden. I'll see you next time here on The Journey.